You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7, episode 36. I'm John, I'm your host for today, and I'm joined by John. How are you doing? Um, I've been better to tell the truth. How are you, John? I well, no dandy anyway. Yeah. After that. So, uh, just the two of us. No one else can make it tonight. Um, but I think Craig, obviously, was on last week. He'll be glad not to go on this week. And um, as well, to be honest, I've been quite happy not to do a podcast tonight. Uh, but no, we need to get on with the show. So, uh, no much good news either. Charity bet was the successful, pretty poor. Kabarak was only one of the three teams to win. Uh, Morton lost and Elgin drew so that was no use and much as Dunfermline won 4 0 and we picked Nicky Clark as first goal scorer he didn't score first he didn't even score at all actually so no, no, no much longer to go who want to try and get to the £700 mark but we've had a fantastic effort anyway so we'll not give up just yet there's still you never know what can happen I mean my last this time last season that um, we picked Stevie Mallon our first goal scored and that came in so that kind of might help Aye definitely uh, Talking to Stevie Mallon has his ex-club St Mirren Congratulations to them Promotion secured on Saturday Back in the top line Yeah they made hard work at um, getting over the line with that draw on Saturday but um, it was always going to happen and they've done well to, to win the league um, I mean since January or, or December when they beat Dundee United at home in a live game they've just went on from there whilst the rivals have been dropping points against each other they've just pulled away and uh, congratulations to Jack Ross and his team and what a phenomenal job Jack Ross has done this last 18 months taking over a team that was rock bottom looking as though they were he- only heading one way and that was to to League One and he pulled off a miraculous escape and now he's carried on that momentum and took some money to where they believe they belong and yeah well done to them definitely over 6,000 the game on Saturday as well uh, a new clean sheet record as well for St Mirren as well so aye lots of good positives there uh, obviously Lewis Morgan he'll move on to Celtic in the summer be interesting to see where St Mirren want to strengthen in the summer yeah I mean I don't know if they might even try and get Morgan back on loan um, depending on what Celtic's plans are from who knows but um, yeah they've got big ambitions I mean I think Tony Fitzpatrick says we're going to try and aim for the top six. I think that's a bit ambitious just now. I think their main aim, to be honest, will be make sure their tents are above and anything after that's a bonus. But um, I think the main thing they need to worry about is make sure Jack Ross stays. I mean, I still think he's got a lot of learning to do anyway. Um, and by having a, a full season in the top flight before, um, before he moves on elsewhere, um, especially to England where, you know, you talk about the Premier League being um, cut throat, but the Championship's even worse for not giving managers time. And um, so, and I think um, for St Mirren's point of view, I hope Jack Ross stays for them and, and shows that he can cut at the top flight in Scottish football as well. Yeah, I mean, it might not even be just the English teams that would be interested. I'm sure the Premier teams would be interested as well in Scotland. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that Morton result that, um, you know, not only did it scupper um, part of our charity bet, but it looks as though it scuppered them in terms of the playoffs because they're now five points behind uh, both United and Dunfermline, who have both got 
a game in hand over them. Um, oh, so uh-huh. United have got a game in hand. It's just a lot with two games to go. Um, but they've had another good run at it. Yeah, Dundee United are playing tonight. They're currently drawing with breaking 0-0. Uh, and St Mirren are drawing with Falkirk. Mm-hmm. The St Mirren player applies to all Hanover um, from starting three game celebrations. Yeah, probably. I um, wonder how much drink Chick Young bought them all. Um, but I don't think um, his BBC colleagues would say that Chick Young has his hand in his pocket too much for that. Um, at the other end, Falkirk look as if they're probably going to be safe now. Um, it's a massive difference in terms of points between the barn and them, and the goal difference is big. So mm-hmm. I think Falkirk are all right. Yeah, I see. Speaking of the band, they were supposed to be playing this evening um, against Kelly Thistle, but that's been postponed. So um, they've put an appeal for anyone locally who has um, no pitchforks to come over to um, whatever their stadium's called and help get rid of some of the water so it can be played tomorrow night. So if that game gets postponed again, Kelly Thistle will face the prospect of four games in a week. Yeah, because they're playing that midweek as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they've still got games in hand that were um, postponed, and you know, f- for the, you know, from league and uh, from participating in the the Challenge Cup. So, yeah, it's a bit of a backlog if they're going to sneak in the playoffs because they're currently eight behind, both in film and United, and they played in film at the weekend. So, be interesting to see if they sneak in. I don't think they will personally, but never know. Stranger things have happened in this beautiful game. Aye, uh, in terms of League One, they are slipped up. So, rated on like two points behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can fall behind before they even play because they're playing on Sunday. Um, that's in BBC Alba when they play away to Allen. That's not easy. Um, Wraith Rovers don't have an easy game, mind you, going away to Stranaer. Um, who still mathematically could get into the playoffs, but they need a hell of an overturn and goal difference um, to to sneak in. Um, but So, I don't see that, but They'll probably give Wraith a good game, you would think, on the back of that win at United. Yeah, well, both. You would say that Wraith Rovers have the, the more difficult games because they play Arlo as well in the last day. So it could be Arlo will have a, a lot to say in terms of where the title goes. Yeah, that's very true. And it's um, a lot of play for the bottom between both Albion Rovers and Queen's Park to see who gets automatically relegated. But I see Albion Rovers have lost the last five in the trot, but Queen's Park haven't really caught up. Um, They've only taken one point from the last four games. Oh, who knows what might happen there? Aye, the one thing that might be in Albion Rovers' favour is the fact that their goals have been better. They're 11 goals to the better, so that might help them. But they've got to play against East Fife and yeah, finish up it here. So you would probably say they need to get us out this weekend to be safe yeah. from automatic relegation. Queen's Park are away to Forfar, that'll be a tough game um, for them and then they finish at home to Arbroath, who are pretty solid away from home, so they've got it all to do. But you never know, it could be the scenario where Aye. Queen's Park pick up a point and they survive, but they get six points and get relegated, you just never know. Aye, exactly, aye. Um, in terms of League 2, Montrose and Peterhead still fighting it out for two finish season to go top up. Um, and then, apart from that, there's... Stanley Albion should, they should be fine for the playoffs, and then it's between Stanley Smear, Clyde, and Elgin. Yeah, um, I see that uh, Stanley Smear have a game in hand over both um, Clyde and Elgin. Uh, they play 
They're playing tonight against Berwick. It's no no. Was it? Yeah. Well, first steps me if they get a victory, then they'll they'll certainly be in the playoffs for lots of things. Um, so yeah, that looks as though it's going to be wrapped up pretty soon. And obviously, we knew last week Count Beef were in the playoffs. So, um, and I believe it's Cove Rangers and uh, Spartans. Spartans that play off against each other. So um, no harm with Count Beef. I've said this before, but um, I'd like to see someone fresh come up. So both either Cove Rangers and Spartans with good setups could do that. Um, although I believe Sp- the Spartans draw nil nil, but because East Kilbride lost, that's how they secured it. Am I right? Aye. Um, I know Spartans are certainly getting ambition to go up through the pyramids. Um, not sure how our co-founders are as keen. I know they applied a, long, a, while, a good while back when the likes of, I think, Elgin came up. I think co-founders were one of the teams that was interested. Yeah, they've got an astonishing record in the league like this season. Their goal difference is 107. <laughs> Aye, that tells you the type of games that have been in that league. Yeah, um, although the gap only says nine points, but then they've not finished the season. They've got three games to play, um, so that could even increase. But yeah, yeah, they've done tremendously well, and um, yeah, hopefully, as I say, one of them get through um, over Cowden Beath over the two legs. But we'll wait and see. Uh, I don't want to get the cup games to talk about, but we actually finally got the fixtures announced after the split. And after all the hullabalab about Celtic not winning the league against Rangers, it's the second game after the split. So yeah, and the SPFL com- made a complete mess of that because they gave Celtic um, in their first game they're probably their toughest away game they could have had going to Easter Road against the Hibside have taken points already off in this season who very nearly won the game at Easter Road early in the season between two possible should have done. Um, so... After all that fuss, it could still go to that second game anyway. Um, but, you know, I, I said all on my blog last week um, about the SPFL um, and this split. It's just an absolute farce the way they, they handled themselves over the, the fixtures. And then there was a tweet just five minutes before the fixtures came out saying, um, when you know the fixtures are on the way and a picture of the um, of a Kilmarnock player celebrating a goal, I just thought it was... Um, you know, complete disrespectful to the fans who had been moaning, who had been going on all day asking where's the fixtures, what's taking so long and all the rest of it. It was just completely disrespectful and just showed their contempt. Um, but it was the, just absolutely farcical. Yeah, um, and it was decided Hearts and Kamarnock are the ones that go to Ibrits for a third time. Yeah. Bit of a get out, really, um, because had it been uh, Hibs going to Ibrits for a third time, which was predicted, um, you know, there would have been a bit of a, a full-scale riot in internet terms, but it was the easy thing to do was give Rangers the home games against the two teams with not, not a lot to play for. Although I say that, Kilmarnock are only six points behind Hibs after their win at the weekend. So that could four have point. an effect. I four points behind. Was it four now? Sorry. Yeah. I've not taken in too much, to be honest, in the, the league tables and stuff, because um, Saturday was a bit of a write-off after what happened but yeah uh, four points come on yet again um, winning yeah so they, they won at Hamilton Hamilton actually started the game well had a few chances probably disappointed not to take something from the game but Kermanic has again under Clark resilience uh, there was players missing Jimmy McDonald had to pull out late because of injury uh, Stephen O'Donnell was ill um, 
and they came through and Chris Boyd again scores top scorer in the SPFL well sorry the Premiership yeah, he's, he's been terrific I mean, we've said it numerous occasions you know how he's um, since Steve Clark's come in he's just transformed his game again you No, know, boy by his own mission was pretty much ready for retiring and just winding himself down and now you know his media duties have been cut you know he's on the odds um, game for Sky including the weekend there because um, he had that contract but other than that he's not in the BBC anymore he doesn't write for the Sun much anymore um, he's focused on his game he's enjoying his football and to come on and his own benefit you know because the, the difference it's just remarkable and um, took his goal well at the weekend um, but Hamilton will be kicking themselves because the chances they had first half to to take the lead and who knows what might have happened um, but no, another good three points for Kilmarnock and, and must say terrific away support from them because um, Hamilton had to open the extra stand um, which they only ever do when Celtic and Rangers um, come to town so no, well done, come on. That just shows the appetite that they've got for their club just now. They're a club reborn almost. And yeah. if Steve Clark's still there next season, who knows what they might achieve. I'd be interested to see what kind of attendances they get after the split as well. It should be pretty good, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, the more they're in contention for European place, I mean, if they beat us um, this weekend, um, they really put the pressure on not just Hibs potential, but ourselves. You know, I know it's seven points, do you think? That'd be enough to see us stay above them, but if they beat us, um, and given the form that we've shown in the last two games, then we we'll be looking over our shoulder. Aye, in case you don't listen before, uh, Jordan, we are Aberdeen fans, uh, so just in case there's any new listeners. Uh, one thing I found interesting was looking at the top scorers in the league. There's actually not a Celtic player in double figures. Yeah, yeah, that's a remarkable stat. Um, because I see after Boyd there's Morelos, Windass, Schalke and Lafferty and then the next one after that Sinclair on 9 he don't, I don't think he's scored in a while Don't be wrong I would expect Griffiths or Dembele will get into double figures by the time the season finishes in the league but I was quite surprised by that though they have rotated a fair bit in terms of who plays up front for them mm-hmm. Yeah That's... I think they've had their problems with injuries as well um, in the forward line Celtic so that probably explains um, why they don't have as many players in the top of scoring charts this season compared to last. Uh, for some reason, I thought Forrest had managed to make the double figures, but it's enough competitions. Just because it, it was a period he kind of kept, he seemed like he, wasn't, he couldn't stop scoring, but he's actually on seven goals. I think that's seven league goals, is it not, though? Yeah. Aye. Right. I mean, he's been buying them in the League Cup and we uh, scored the hat-trick against Partey. Um, he's not been... As prolific recently, but then he's been asked to play as a wing back at times this season, um, especially lately. So, um, but he still had a good season. Yeah. So, Saturday. Oh, where do we start? Um. Well, we knew we were. I was. I hinted last week how worried I was about the game when we did the podcast. Um. And, you know, we knew we had problems with the team selection. Um, We suspected Don Ball would come in at right back. That's what happens. We suspected being Quali and Akon in the centre. That's what happens. Um, I don't think we were expecting Rooney to play wide left, uh, to come in and play wide left. Um, Although I said to my mate, walking down the ground, 
wouldn't be surprised if uh, McKinnis threw in a curveball and had Rooney put, um, coming out to play in the left wing. Apparently that was partly um, because of injuries to McKay, Stephen and McGinn who were yeah. lucky to even make the bench. Um, but it just wasn't a good team selection at all. Um, in the first 15 minutes it, there wasn't a lot in it. Greg Stewart showed a couple of flashes and looked as though we could be up for it but it was turning into a tight game and then we just press the self-destruct button um, and we restart with Dominic Ball. Yeah, it's a handball by Richard Tate. The, um, the officials just see that and stop the game. But the first rule is play to the whistle. And Dominic Ball, you know, it was just a complete stop and looking around. And it was just abysmal. Even if he's not going to get back in, he could at least put Tate under pressure and stop him getting the cross in. Um but he's let Tate just run on and it's obviously an easy tap in. Although Carry Anderson doesn't cover himself in glory by jumping under the ball um, that led to that opportunity. But it was just I a bizarre totally defending. Also, the corner as well. We seem to just stop in the box and not uh, continue mm-hmm. to, um, to get mean. So, yeah. I put all defensively. And then the second goal. <sighs> Come on, ball. McKenna tries to clear it. He's up in the air. You could argue possibly a thing with Arison, but he probably has to be stronger. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Make the initial save, and then yeah, Bowman scores his first goals in December. And not for the first time, we lose two goals in quick succession. Yeah, and it was it was the manner of the goals. I mean, McKenna should really be going with his right foot. I know it's not not his strongest, but that was the side that that ball was falling to, and he just cleared his lines, asked the questions later. We tried to go with his left foot. Um, he said a great season, McKenna, obviously, but um, it doesn't expose him from the excuse. I'm sorry from the criticism. Arneson, that was just shocking defending, and I think Lewis um, should be doing a lot better as well. Um, you know, maybe he should have came out quicker and just took command like he normally does but certainly with the second shot that looks as though it goes out in slow motion but Lewis doesn't properly dive to the side for me um, it's just abysmal all round and to lose the two goals in the manners that we did in two minutes and then you know it was just terrible and from then on you're fighting a losing battle um, you know it looks as though we're starting to press at the start of the second half and he had a shot that was saved McGinn had came on gave us more width um, you know with main Rooney up top and then another shocker of a, a third goal. Um, Curtis Main does well, though, to keep running on, keep his composure and finish it well. But Carrie Anderson, um, just, you know, get the ball up the other end of the park. Um, and it was shocking defending once more. Um, and he was never going to get back with the lack of pace he's got. And, you know, a lot of people obviously started leaving at that point and I couldn't really blame them, to be honest. It was just a shocking display. A lot of players didn't turn up. Um, obviously, we spoke about the defence. Neither Quayle or Connor um, were really in the game at all. Um, I think Rooney was just isolated. He's just not a left one, as was discovered. Stevie May had that chance before half time. I forgot to mention that. Um, his lack of confidence is just there for all to see. But I thought Ryan Christie was very disappointing as well. He was never in the game at all. and Just a bad day. Yeah, uh, maybe that's a player a slightly different role, but you'd still hope he would get involved in the, in the play more. Yeah. And, yeah, if you're going to play, they've said it before, why not try it up front together mm-hmm. as a player, not leave it till you're chasing the game? Yeah. 
obviously you mentioned writing a blog, I wrote a blog in the aftermath of Saturday. Things that I mentioned before in the podcast this season, I mean, it's going to be a big rebuilding job in the summer. Uh, McInnes has admitted after the game maybe his recruitment wasn't to scratch. However, saying that, when we looked at the start of the season and the player that came in, we thought Greg Stewart should be a good addition. I thought Mackay Stephen could be a decent addition. Uh, Tanzi, proven Premiership player. I thought he well. They've not been consistent enough. Um, look at the players. McKenna has been about the, the, the big plus. At the start of the season, we actually started really got right. Um, look promising in the point of view of Scott Wright breaking through. He's hardly been seen since about... Probably since McGinn came in, even probably before that. No, it was in September last time we also Scott Wright. Oh no, he played the game against Rangers at Pataudry. But lasted um, till half time, he was hooked off. I think he's been made a bit of a scapegoat, to be honest. He's never been given a proper run in the team. But then the same could be right said about Stuart. Most times he's been in for um, three, maybe four games tops and then dropped. Mackay Stephen, anytime he starts hitting a bit of form, the next bad game he has, he's out of the team. Um, so I think it was incredible to see um, McInnes come out at the end of the game and basically bemoan the recruitment. and no, it's honest of him enough to say the recruitment's not been good enough. Um, I think it was an eye-opener how much we lack in terms of um, a, a, another full-back and the, you know, with Shea Logan being suspended. But obviously the two main um, central midfielders, Shane and McLean, being out. We spoke last week that was going to be such a massive loss uh, with uh, Shinny's energy and McLean's range of passing. There was just nothing there. And as I said, the two boys that were in, in Quali and O'Connor, Posted missing. Yeah, I mean it's a problem we've had for a while in terms. I mean midfield especially. Um, even before the start of the season, we were always short of midfield options. We've been fortunate this season that we've not had uh, maybe injuries or suspensions for a couple of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. But to go in, I mean, for a team that's done so well over the last few seasons, and to have the, the lack of depth in midfield that we do, criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. The other player as well, Greg Tanzi, um, that we brought in, it's not worked out for him either with us, but we've sent it with Ross County to get games, and he's only featured twice, I think, since he's went there. I don't know if he's been injured since he's went up there as well, but, um, you know, well, just don't know what's happened. From what I heard about Tanzi, uh, he spoke to McInnes and said, what do I need to do to get in the team kind of thing? Um, McInnes said, you need to fight for your place, and Tanzi then asked to go out on loan. So... Whether that's true or not, don't know. Um, I remember uh, a couple of seasons back when we were first linked with Tansy and Andy that used to come on that covers the uh, Iron League and the pressing journal for Ross County and Inverness always thought that Draper was a better fit for us. Mm-hmm. Made a fit better. So maybe we signed the wrong one. Yeah, possibly. I mean, because I liked Ross Draper the better out of the two, um, to be honest, as a player. But... Um, I think Aberdeen, some Aberdeen fans don't like him because he um, he made a meal of, um, of a challenge that led to a penalty in a game that we lost but I think he's a, a good player, he's quite dirty but sometimes you need that in the middle of the park yeah. um, and as well Craig's story didn't kick on after his, week, after his game against Celtic a couple of years ago um, we sent him out in loan to St Martin and he was an absolute flop there they actually dropped him and got better um, we let him go early in the season I don't even know where he is now um, after showing promise but yeah, it'll be an interesting summer to see what happens um, 
He's obviously Stuart's got to go back to his parent club. Um, Chris has got to go back to his parent club. Um, the likelihood is that Connor is going, and uh, well, I would be very surprised if he signs a new contract after um, events in social media this week. Yeah. So um, I mean, we've got Devlin signed up for next season. Hopes obviously that he gets his fitness, gets pre-season behind him, and comes on flying in the team. So, be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that from Saturday was only two people uh, that started the game featured in the cup final last year or started the cup final last year really I hadn't actually realised um, so that would have been obviously Lewis and Constantine um, but it, as well as the players you mentioned Arison he's only contract says I would expect he probably not going to get offered a new contract mm-hmm. so you've got one two three or five of the light up from Saturday mm-hmm. won't be there plus McLean yeah. so there may even be more as well uh, Nicky Maynard so, I wouldn't imagine getting a new contract either um, I feel I feel kind of sorry for him um, because I know he didn't start the season particularly well um, but that's another player that's come to us that's not had a lot of game time the last year or two Um didn't really start the season well and he's been left out of the team but in recent months he's only ever been seen for at most five minutes a game and you're not going to get any consistency at striker. he'd be as well just not coming on it must be more demoralising coming on realising that you've not got much time to do anything are you talking about Maynard? yeah no I think that he, he was always saying that I think because he was available in the fee that type of thing and then we didn't know whether we were getting Mo or May I think and then we got rid of the run striker because I know people didn't like Stockley, I always thought Stockley was a good option. Um, and then he's gone on to score, what, 21 goals in 42 games for Edstor this season? Yeah. Um, so, no, I think Maynard, it, it, initially when he signed, it looked like it was a hard worker and all that type of thing, but never really that threatening in front of goal. The, obviously, McInnes was bad to get May. The May signing at the moment hasn't worked out. Maybe next season, um, and after a full pre-season, was we'll see the benefits. But he looks a player very short of confidence. Um, that's in chances that he would have scored previously. As I said before, um, I hate repeating myself in this podcast, but we're not using Stevie May right. Um, we've been playing him as a lone striker. That is not his game at all. Um, yeah he can stretch defences but he needs a partner up there and if you look at the St Johnson season where he scored the 27 goals he had Stephen McLean doing a lot of work up there to create spaces for him um, and we need to get that involved we, whether McInnes um, will do that next season I mean, he's got the opportunity with Christy going and McLean going so he could have me in effect in a number 10 position um, or playing as part of a front two Will he go with that? Because he likes his four four two three one, and that has been a, a trying um, tested formation. It's worked for us, but it's not worked terrifically well this season because we've not had the continuity selection that we did last um, last couple of seasons. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Um, but I need to flip it. Um, flip this game um, before any Motherwell fans think, oh, there's two Dons fans just moaning. Um, full credit to Motherwell. Um, they played their normal game. Um, the bullied us defensively. They were they were solid. Not much got by them. Um, Kipre, who we slagged off early in the season, 
he's really come into the game and looking um, a terrific player for them. Um, Curtis, you know, they lost Louis Moulton in January um, and you worried about where the season was going to go, but they brought in Curtis Main, who's been brilliant for them. Um, they, they play to their strengths. I mean, people don't like, um, might not like their style, but it works for them and, you know, at the end of the day, it's got them to two cup finals and the last time that happened for Mother was back in the early 50s. Um, so, it's, it's a brilliant achievement for them considering this time last season we were talking about them possibly getting dragged down into a relegation dogfight. In fact, they were in a relegation dogfight and managed to survive in the end, but they weren't far away from going down. So, for them to be in two cup finals in the one season is fantastic. Yeah, they did as well, not just I know people say about the way they play, but their work rate is tremendous. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was shown countless times by Maine and the way he chases balls or maybe lost causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they are a physical side, but you need to deal with it. We, ha- we have dealt with it at times. It's weird. All the games this season, um, it's been who's won the physical contest is what going on in the game. So we have coped with them before, but yeah, at the same time. The two cup games we've been destroyed by in terms of scoring. Um, so a lot was talked about, spoken about as well in terms of the players we were going to miss. Obviously, Motherwell missed players, but you know it didn't look like they missed players. Um, the players that came in did fantastically. Campbell, actually, I wasn't sure why he missed the previous game, but it turned out he had had an injury. He came in, he's been a terrific um, player for him this season. You had Grimshaw played well. Grimshaw. Well, he played the week before, mm-hmm. uh, but they had whom trying to so it was I Dunn came back in, um, which was important for them as well. Mm-hmm. And they had Rose; he came into the team as well to replace McHugh. So the players that came in for them did a job. Yeah, Aye, they were excellent. I mean, they've got good energy levels, my own. That's something Stephen Robinson's touched on, and you know, I think if they'd made top six, there would have been. More of a cry for uh, manager year for him. Um, he might still get a nomination, but I don't think he'd win it. Um, but what a phenomenal job he's done! You know, I, I, I said at the start of the season I didn't uh, think it was a great appointment. I know a few Motherwell fans that um, thought it seems an uninspiring, cheap option. Um, but you know, they've made me and a lot of people eat their words about him. And no, no, I'm delighted. I'm, I'm pleased for them. Not pleased that they beat us, of course, but. Um, they're a club that I quite like, my, little, um, my best mate supports and stuff, so um, no, I will be wishing them good luck in the final. Un- unless unless we finish fourth and um, need Celtic to win the cup, of course. Yeah, he's recruited well as well, because obviously everyone thought, oh, Moult's away, they're going to struggle, Main comes in. They've not missed Moult as much. Um, and he's also as well brought in kind of younger players as well, like Campbell, Capri. We've done well for them. So, aye, all positive, Marwell. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be, you would think they'll be stronger again that season. There's going to be a lot of teams, I think, are going to be stronger that season and probably competing for the same kind of players that Aberdeen are after as well. So, within us, we should have a bigger budget, but the likes of Hibs and Hearts will probably be competing for similar players to us. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that they've reached two cup finals and they got um, good money in for Louis Moult, they got money in for Ben Herrigan, they got um, the selling fee for Marvin Johnson, um, so there's a that'll help help the um, financial position to go and strengthen the squad even further. Um, and they're obviously a fan-owned club now, so um, no, they'll certainly be welcome 
um, for that financial windfall that they've had this season. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do next season. But um, And if they could add the Scottish Cup and bring European football back to Fir Park, um, it really would be the cherry on top of the cake. But they obviously have a, a hard day. Yeah, I dare say it'll be interesting some of their players as well. We're obviously in the January transfer window, Celtic and I think maybe some other clubs are interested in Carson. I've heard before, um, I think Hearts and Aberdeen were interested in Carden. Mm-hmm. So, they might struggle to keep all the players. Yeah, like most clubs in Scotland, let's be honest, you know, if there's good interest from clubs down south, Championship to Premier League level, um, players are only heading in one direction, but... Um, no, Mother will just be appreciating for what they've got just now and I must say they're probably one of the few teams who are capable of stopping Celtic in that final um, because, you know, if you look at the uh, the two league games at Fir Park, um, Celtic needs a, last, a disputed last minute penalty to get away with a point um, early in the season just after the League Cup final um, and then the game at Fir Park, the game Mother will the dominant team until Kipri gets sent off um, undeservedly um, but they still hung on to get a point then so who knows what might happen today um, I mean they'll certainly not be frightened of them they gave Celtic a decent game up to a point in the League Cup final too the game obviously ended when Kipri gets sent off in that one so if they can keep 11 men in the park um, and put in the physical battle that they've done to every team this season then they certainly give themselves a chance you know, the thing as well that Celtic defenders don't like um, having to defend against Crossing in the box, and Motherwell get plenty of Crossing in the box with May and Bowman. Mm-hmm. You know, I would agree, they are one of the teams I think that could, could beat Celtic, and it's up to them now to stop the, the double treble. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think this is only the fourth time in history that um, two clubs for the um, have competed both cup finals. Um, we've obviously been part of it twice in '92 and '93, and then obviously in last season. I think there was a couple of Celtic Rangers ones in um, one year, but I'd need to listen back to the old podcast where Chris talked about that. Um, so yeah, Mother Celtic um, in two cup finals this season. Who'd have said that at the start of the season? Yeah, yeah we may as well move on to Sunday's game. It was a formality. Ah, a bit of a non-event. I mean. Um, Celtic fans took great delight in rubbing Rangers fans' noses in it, given um, what happened in the semi-final draw with the Rangers players cheering and um, you know saying bring it on and all the rest of it. Um, and Scott Brown probably summed up by saying um, there's not much noise coming out now. Um, it, I only saw the highlights, but it was such a one-sided game. Um, Rangers were never in it. Defensively, they were all over the place for that first goal. Um Russell Martin missed kicks badly for the second one. Um, and any chance that they might have had at the start of the second half went when Ross McCrory gets sent off. A deserved red card, he stops a goal scoring opportunity. Um, cheeky penalty from Dembele, but he was confident enough to do it and it worked out. Um, and then they get another penalty, which is another deserved penalty, and killed it off. You know, uh, just put the chair in the icing of a 4 0 victory. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Rangers had a 10-minute spell where they had some chances apart from that. It was all Celtic. <coughs> um, Celtic went with the back four, um, Brown and then Cham in front. The options again in attack. Dembele started to love scoring against Rangers. Armstrong missed out, but then you've still got Forrest, Rodgers and McGregor, Roberts and Sinclair on the bench. So, 
Incredible depth. Uh, Rangers just couldn't cope with him. Obviously, Murty thought he would try and add a wee bit extra to midfield, but he added Andy Halliday, who had a bit of a mayor, got subbed before half time, had an argument with a fan. Um, Kenny Miller and Lee Wells have now, I think, been suspended by the club. Yeah. Went on after the game, and not for the first time, I suppose, like Kenny Miller in Border, because under the Coutinho era, he was. Suppose they're guilty of that as well. Rightly or wrongly, because I've seen some fans say, well, maybe it's just that Miller and Wallace are winners, and always an opinion in terms of the performance and stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, I'm not being fine. I know he's um, technically the club, um, club captain, but I don't know what right Lee Wallace has to have a say about anything that goes on with the team when he's not kicked a ball since September and he's not properly made a, an effort to get. Um, back into the team um, I think if I, I get he's got some fitness issues but I think if he was really determined he'd have been back fit by now um, so I, that, the, the talk is that he is fit but he's not been picked mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to do that that's only stuff that I've read yeah. I mean Declan Johnson's been alright for them um, but Lee Wallace you know he, he made a career choice um, back in 2012 and it's understandable that he chose to stay with Rangers because, um, you know, they backed him when he had a little injury. Um, but, you know, I think that's a player that's regressed as a, resu- as a result of that and he's never been the player he could have been. Um, but he's made, he made his bed there. But this season, um, he's not been near the team, so I don't know what right he's got to, to come out and criticise a manager when he's not made himself available for selection. And as you say, it's not the first time with Kenny Miller. I think there was problems with Mark Warburton before as well, from what I'm led to believe. Then it's Kashinya and now it's uh, Graham Morris. So there's a bit of a common denominator there. Um, and apologies to Craig if he takes offence to his man, but <laughs> um, you know at the end of the day, it probably shows that Kenny Miller isn't whiter than white, and he's a bit more disruptive than what um, people make him out to be. Certainly not whiter than white using that tan he's got. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, he's um, likes his sunbeds, I think Kenny. Um, but I think he was on the way out anyway. Um, I mean, he's 38 now and Rangers haven't offered him a new contract and I doubt they'll offer one now. Um, I don't know how they're going to get Wallace off the books because um, they can't afford to pay him off and there can't be many teams interested in taking him. I suppose it would depend. I mean, someone will come in as a new manager. Now they would think they might want to play him. Um, there was other matches as well, though, and Sunday, Candias got subbed straight up the tunnel. So they dock up to and Morella's having a go at each other as well, so... Mm-hmm. Yes, it wasn't a good day at all for him. And as for Morella's, um, you know, there was a talk that he was um, the target of a £7-8 million move um, in January. Um, but yet again against Celtic, he's flattered to deceive. I get the first chance with Craig Gordon, that's just a fantastic save. You know, he can't really do much about it. But the one where Gordon's still on the floor after the ball hit the bar... And Gordon's still in the form of Morales takes his shot. He can place that anywhere and he just hits it straight at him. Um, it's another old firm game where he's bottled a great chance. Yeah, I mean, there, there have been signs where I was at Rangers where we can a wee bit better um, than Murphy, but the last month or so, they've gone back to their form well in the season. Um, pretty poor, struggling to beat teams, but they drew where Motherwell lost the Kilmarnock. Boston safety. So March and March was a bad month um, for them, and then 
they've got they've had that game on Sunday, and then yeah, we've got the the possible situation whereby Celtic go in the league against Celtic off the drop points against us. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, not very good there. Yeah, yeah. disappointing the fact that we've not managed to have a on them, but there's still a chance of rectifying that. Yeah, it shows everything. It, it it describes both teams in a nutshell. Um, that Rangers have taken nine points at nine against us, yet only goals different separates the two sides. That shows that we've had no ball when we've come to play Rangers, but also shows that Rangers have been so erratic against um, other teams. Yeah, well, that was something I touched upon on the the blog that I wrote. Um, our record against the top six is what's kept us in intention for second place because only one other will defeat us. It's obviously been the record is against the top six teams it's, it's cost us um, so we need to rectify that after the split um, tough to start with on Saturday against Kowalik but we're actually defeated against Kowalik a great, good record so see what happens and we might end up fortunate in terms of later on last day of the season we play Celtic when they will apart from maybe players playing for cup final places well, we're ones, um, by, before I mentioned the... So on you go, John, sorry. No, just they might have more lost by that point of the season if they won the Super League. Yeah. Um, what, one thing, uh, before I mentioned about our games, uh, that was a good blog, I enjoyed reading it. Um, yeah. But on, um, with regards to the fixtures, um, I mean, a lot of teams have um, caused for complaint that um, Hearts also being unhappy about going to Ibrox for a third time and having another midweek in, in Bredarby come on and have having to go Ibrooks again, you know, but one team that can't really complain about the way the fixtures came out is ourselves. Yeah, we're away to Celtic last day of the season, but um, to have three home games in a row, um, we couldn't have really asked for much more in, in terms of that. That's a real opportunity for us to go and clinch second um, before the final day, if we can if we can take it, but the worry is with our form against teams in the top six. We've lost more games than we've won. Um, I think the record's 1-4, drawn three and lost eight against the sides in the top um, the top six so that needs to improve drastically if we are to get second but um, the fish list has certainly been kind to us yeah the one thing that's not been good for us is the fact that there might be non-Saturday games we've had um, just like 10 times midweek yeah sometimes sometimes that just happens but um, but certainly in terms of these the fish that we've been laid out is pretty good but we would need to clinch it before that um, that final game although if enough points in front maybe Hibs and Rangers can cut their own throats in that match yeah but obviously mentioned earlier obviously Hibs have got Celtic we've got Gavonic Rangers play Hearts so see what happens yeah and at the bottom is obviously interesting um, I've put in my piece about the Partick Thistle Hamilton game um, it's obviously Thistle's first home game since the sad passing of John Lambie last week um, and it's a meeting between two of Lambie's former clubs where we had good success um, but neither are going into this run in, in good form, Hamilton have lost the last five, Thistle have not won in the last ten um, both in horrific form getting into this but for one of them if they win it could be the start of the momentum that keeps either side up so who knows what's going to happen there, I think that'll be an interesting game yeah, I mean, I would say if Hamilton were to win, they would be safe. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Thistle, like, Thistle really need to win, I think, to give themselves hope. Um, yeah. 
due to the fact their form has been terrible. Um, Ross County might be held by the fact maybe Motherwell will, will go from being in that stream higher getting into the cup final to well they don't get much to play for apart from playing for cup final places but you're safe they're just playing for position I think the fact Motherwell have got the cup final will give their players an extra incentive to play well especially the first couple of games um, and Stephen Robinson will be hammering it into them that uh, you know any slacking off and you're out the team for the cup final so um, but Ross County in decent form just now the last couple of games they've picked up um, so that'll be an interesting win um, I think both Dundee and Hamilton if they win their games at the weekend uh, Dundee at home with St Johnson um, they'll probably be safe from relegation and the playoffs but defeats for either of them especially Hamilton they're right back in it again um, neither. I don't think any of the teams in the bottom in the bottom four are in particularly good form um, which is why they're obviously down there so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend I don't know but as I said before Hamilton know what we know how we get with this kind of situation um, whereas the others maybe not so much um, before I mentioned earlier more good news from Kilmarnock in terms of signings um, our player Stain, Greg Taylor, highly rated at the club, has signed a new deal until 2021. Yeah, it's a good signing. Um, a very good player, Greg Taylor. I uh, just wish he was a right back because obviously we're sorry for left back for the next um, five to ten years um, for the national team. But yeah, it's a good bit of business by coming on and keeping him tied down. Um, but they're a club that will just, uh, you know, they'll keep the players that they want and um, it'll whether they keep John Jones, I think it's the main one, and then they'll look to add to that and push for top six slash European spot for next season yeah. or even higher. Yeah, well, they've managed the time, so I think John and Jones, but yeah, he gives them that something different um, to the other attacking players that they've got. So, probably just probably and Mabumbu, but Mabumbu's expected to leave, though possibly he's not been as good um, recently, so. They might be alright. The, the other one is Finlay, that they've got on loan from Newcastle. Newcastle have told them that he's not going to get a new deal, so maybe Kilmarnock will have a chance of signing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. Interesting what happens there. Um, but I, I seen them um, St. Johnson. Well, we, that was a surprise that Steve McLean signed a two-year deal at Hearts at 35. I don't understand that sign unless there's a coaching role involved for him. Um, but Alan Manis is leaving the club as well at the end of the season because um, he wants to go back to his native Ireland. So um, I imagine Xander Clark will be the first choice for them next season. But oh, it's a sign that St Johnson are also having to start their business. And without top six revenue this season, without European football, it interesting to see how their squad evolves for next season and um, if they can hold the slide that they were on. Aye, well it may well be that in terms of players... Because obviously, as you say, yeah, it's going to be all Europe. Or this will probably be cut, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have signed Stephen McLean. After you mentioned Stephen May, but. Uh, ah, yeah, we have one two year deal. Arts, as you say, maybe as there's a coaching deal involved. Yeah, I just think it's a bit of a weird one, but then if he goes and does well for Hearts, then it'll show everyone that Craig Levine knows what he's doing. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover before we go on to predictions? Um, 
I can't really think of much. Um, oh, what are you drinking tonight? Magnus. Yeah, Magnus. Yeah. You'll be surprised to know I've got a, a drink in my hand tonight. Um, it's strawberry and lime copperberg tonight. So, still free to drink, but I'll call it for once. I think I needed it after Saturday. Okay. Um, so, games five on Saturday, one on Sunday. Um, Hibs against Celtic. Hibs are seventeen to four. The draw is three to one. Celtic are four or seven. Will Celtic clinch the title? My prediction is not this weekend, um, or certainly not after this game. I'm going to go with a third Desmond of the season between those two. Yeah, I'm going for Desmond too. Um, Dundee against St Johnston. Dundee are five to four. The draw is eighty-five to forty, and St Johnston are eleven to five. I don't think it'll be a repeat of the last Dundee St Johnston game where St Johnston pummeled them four nil. Um, I think Dundee have sorted themselves out a wee bit since then, although the Rangers game didn't show evidence of that. Um, I think Dundee with more play for will do enough, and I think. 1-0 Dundee. Hmm. We're looking for 1-0. Um, Ross County against Motherwell. Ross County is 75. The draw 23-10. And Motherwell won 95. They are. County's last home game obviously was good. Motherwell's away form was a bit indifferent. I'm going to look for County to edge at 2-1. The recent home form recently has been pretty good. Well, I, I'm going to go the opposite, and I think Mother will continue their high of getting through by claiming another three points. So I'm going to go the opposite of you in a 2 1 Mother. Party Thistle against Hamilton. Party Thistle evens. The draw is 23 10. Hamilton is 13 5. I don't know why. Um, because their form's been horrendous recently. But I think because Thistle. Have got that bit more to play for than Hamilton this weekend. The, the, this is real must win for Thistle. I'm going to go for the edge this, um, and I'm going to go 1 0. 1 0. I'm going to go for 1 0. Um, and then finally, it's Saturday, Kamar against Aberdeen. Kamar 23 10, the draw is 94, Aberdeen are 23 20. Kamar, what, six games they've won in a row, 10 unbeaten, or 11 unbeaten, I think it is. Uh, maybe more than that, I don't know. Um, Aberdeen made a reaction after the last couple of games anyway. Yeah, that's an understatement. <sighs> I'm going to go to an Aberdeen. Um, Kilmarnock haven't beaten us in 18 games. I think that's going to end, sadly. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 Kilmarnock. Um, and then Sunday, Rangers versus Hearts. Rangers are 9-20, the draw is 10-3, Hearts are 11-2. Hearts are quite an attractive price when you consider Rangers home record that season. But I also think it'll probably be a reaction at Rangers. No, I'm going to go for 1-0. Um, well, if that worked out, Celtic would win the championship without um, having to win a game. Um, but those predict- oh, I got that. Oh, yeah, so you did. Sorry, um, my bad. Um, so if I don't pick Rangers, then that would work out that way. But I think Rangers will get that reaction. Um, as a case to sh- you know, 
rally round after the disciplinary problems this week, so I think they went 2-0 repeated when they played Hearts last time. Right, OK. Um, charity bet. Do you think the Wraith chasing the title 8-11? Yeah, I'd be tempted to go with Wraith Rovers. Um, although it's a tough fixture, but nah, I'm happy to support that one. Um, Forty-six away to Elgin. Um, I was looking at that. Well, it's quite they've all got something to play for mm-hmm. in terms of going for the title. Montrose somehow are fifteen to eight. Uh, the difficulty is with Montrose and Peterhead. They're both away teams who still have playoff aspirations, um, which puts me off a little bit, but. Um, I'd be more tempted for Peter Head, but also in that division, it's a bit of a meaningless fixture, but I think Berwick at home at Cowdenbeath, Berwick at 11-10. Uh, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, let's go for that then. Okay. And then... I'll just work that out just now. What were they throw over the odds again? Uh, 8-11. Right, so... Berwick at 11-10, Peterhead 46 and Wraith at 8-11. That returns £60.45, profit £50.45. So let's go with that. Um, and then shall we go with Willie at Clyde? Our first goal scorer? I wouldn't because they're away at Edinburgh City. Um, might not might be quite a tough game for them. I know Edinburgh's near the bottom of the league, but... Um, we mentioned Ryan Hardy earlier in the season. They're at home to Livingston's at home to Brecon. Aye, we'll So it'll probably be one of the last opportunities we'll get to use him. Happy with that? I go with that, aye. He's been in good scoring form since he signed for them on loan. Yeah, let's hope that returns a nice wee profit nods will obviously follow it in the week. Um, just an update, Dundee United 5-0 at breaking and Falkirk 2-1 at St. Lizzie. Falkirk 1? Well, that's them safe yeah. anyway. Um, Ben Extenhouse Muir 0-0 must be just finishing off, I would think. Yeah, so Stenhouse Muir still have a bit of work what to do um, to secure that final playoff berth in League 2 yep it's got a problem we can close the podcast haven't we don't we've covered everything yeah definitely um, pie chat um, I decided to go with something different at Hamden a chicken curry pie but I wasn't impressed it was quite tasteless to be perfectly Apparently, Mr. Sings does the catering there, but um, it was just very bland, um, and I wouldn't be trying that Hamden again. Oh, I think they just do that pie. I don't know what to do with the rest of the catering. Um, I've had the actual curry. I think it's the ch- chicken and bar or something like that. I've had the actual curry. It was all right. I've not tried the pie. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know if I ever bought a pie at Hamden. It's the first time I bought one at Hamden for a while. Um, but then I don't buy as much food at the football these days, but I needed some lunch. But um, probably that's what set the tone for the um, 
the afternoon. A crap high and a crap performance. Aye, well I'll be going on Saturday to the Kelly game, but I had a pie last time I was there to enjoy it. So it's not the same as the actual pies you get from Brownings that they used to sell, so no pie for me. Um, but aye, I shall speak to you next week, hopefully. Yeah, you should do it. Um, let's hope that we're more dandy than we were tonight. Yes. Cheers, John. Right. Cheers. Cheers, bye.